Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Hey, you've tuned into I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement right here in the United States of America. Martha and I are privileged to be your hosts. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are excited for the show ahead, and I hope that you have time to listen in its entirety. But remember, you can always go to um, your favorite podcast platform and listen to the show after the fact. Maybe you get distracted or you have your own uh, thing that you need to attend to, whether it's cooking dinner or, oh, I forgot to put dinner in the oven. That's okay. Um, all those kinds of things that happen. You, you really can forgot go to back put dinner in the oven? Yeah, but that's all right. I'll do it afterwards. <laughs> but I'm getting hungry. Wow, really? Okay, listen. It's a documented fact that Christians need to lighten up a little and laugh way more. Seriously, I documented. I did research. I just know it. I've been going to church for 54 years. Don't you think that Jesus laughed? Did Jesus have a sense of humor? Look in the mirror. Yes, he did. Could he cut, could he cut a joke along with the best of them? I say, I think so. I think Jesus was pretty good at telling jokes. I, I, you know, he was the best at whatever he did, I'm pretty sure. So is it a job to be a Jesus follower and entertain people and make them laugh? Is that really a job? That sounds to me like vacation. I don't know. Well, today we're going to introduce the I Work Room audience to Matt Four, a Christian comedian, because we need to laugh more. Matt has the privilege of having his business tree being all focused on making people laugh, but then driving it down to a point and having a great conversation with people. Laughter heals and opens doors for real connection at a heart level. Matt Four is a minister, but he's also a comedian. Matt Four, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, thank you, Jim and Martha. That was a, that's some good writing you did there. That was really good. <laughs> I took exactly the words that you gave me and yeah, read them. Right. And I got maybe them from God. So maybe that's, that's why that's, it was good writing. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. That's, that's I just writing. took what you said hey, to write. I took okay out that part. Of... Tell them, is it okay if I tell them what I told you right before we went on? Sure, absolutely. Go ahead. Tell no, them. Because this one I was, I think I, I think they should know this. I, I appreciate the questions you guys sent me. Which I always do. We always <laughs> like send before. questions to our guests ahead of time so that they're not so shocked. Yeah, and I started I started to write some cheat notes about it, but then I I realized that well they were about me, so I didn't you know what I mean? I was going to write them on my hand and then look down and cheat, but I already know anyway because it's well you know do they me. actually have paper up there in the hills of Tennessee? I mean is it is it okay? I mean you got things you can write on there? I, I've heard they do. Okay, I haven't right. seen it. Okay, all right, all right. So listen, we always start up the que- the show with this question because okay. this is the most important part of the show. It's maybe not the most. Yes, it is the most important part of the show. Uh-huh. Why did you become a Jesus follower? Well, I can tell you, but it's not funny. Is that okay? It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, being a Jesus follower is the best of uh, thing on the planet. I mean, what, where where else are you going to go? That's a great question. All right, but, so, I mean, even so answer the question were, then. Why did you become, why you, Matt Ford, did you become a Jesus follower? Yeah, well, it's like the disciples said, uh, you know, when Jesus said, do you want to leave too? And they said, where else are we going to go? Uh, my dad was a minister. I grew up in the church. My mom was the minister of music. So I was very fortunate to to hear the gospel early on. 
And so uh, you hear testimonies of people that, that didn't know till they were adults, but I, I grew up with it. And I just always, as a, even as a child, had a sense of God's presence with me. I just knew that even when I was a kid in school, when I was scared to go to school, I just kind of knew that, that God was with me. And, uh, and as I grew up, and of course, we all kind of wonder. And as a teenager, it really, it really dawned on me. Did that you, I, wait a minute, hang on, so did you wonder or did you wander? Well, that's, I'm, I'm kind of wondering now that you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I did kind of wander away. And, and I think when you wander away because you think, oh, there's something better, and then you just realize, no, you know, just my relationship with God through Christ is the best thing that there is on the planet. You can't find anything better than that. Mm-hmm. It's the kingdom of heaven and having that connection with God. Um, there just isn't anything better. That's so true. And, I and you know, I think knowing, just kind of like your joke about, you know, you had to write notes about your own life, knowing your story, knowing your journey, how God has brought you through, and you've seen firsthand that there is nothing better, that that's, that's the true testimony yeah. that you have to go with. Yeah, so you're, you're an entertainer, um, you know. Well, that's what your, that's what your website says. <laughs> <laughs> do you, I do tell you, people yeah, I'm the entertainer, but if they don't laugh, I'm the speaker, so... <laughs> Okay, but but whether you're the entertainer or the speaker, either way, you're a Christ follower. So how how does that work? How how is it really possible to be in entertainment and to be following Jesus? Oh, absolutely. About half of the shows that I do, and I I am I do stand up comedy, but I also do sleight of hand magic, like blow your mind sleight of hand. How in the world did that just happen? Uh, so it's, it's like comedy, man, for corporations and for churches, about half of those events that I do are for Christian events, for churches, pastors, conferences, family nights, sports outreach, all that. So that that's an obvious thing that I'm going to entertain people and then segue over to share Christ with them. Uh, if it's an evangelistic event, I'm going to share the gospel. If it's a pastor's conference, I'm going to assume Share the gospel. we're all saved. You know? <laughs> so we, we can kind of go beyond that. But, but even in these other places where I'm just brought in just to entertain or to speak, um, you bring Christ with you, right? You're different. There's something different about you. And uh, so I, I, you want people to see that. It's like the word says, be ready to give an answer when people ask. And people just see something about you. So God opens those opportunities for you to encourage people. I don't really like the idea of being religious to people. I think that turns them off. But they see the Lord in your life and in your eyes and in your words. And you're just you're just different. There's something different about you that they want. Yeah, nobody, we, we're getting back to that, what I said earlier. It's the best thing that there is. But there's nobody out there going, I want religion. There's nobody going, right. I want religion. Yeah. No, because right. religious people, they hated Jesus. Religion yeah. is about money, power, and control. Nobody wants That's religion. Right. But this Jesus, he seems to be a paradigm shifter. So when you get in front of a group and you're making them laugh and you're doing sleight of hand, like I, I, I was told that before the show, you'd make that sailboat behind you on the shelf disappear while we were on the show. So I can't wait to see that just go away. But when you're uh-huh. doing all of that stuff, 
Where do you, what's your favorite point to drive home? Regardless of the audience, what is the what's the thing you love to drive home? And you know, you're you're making light of it, but then you drive it home. Well, um, it honestly it depends on what the event is, because if I'm brought in to deliver the gospel to a let's say it's a sports outreach event, you could have eighty uh, percent of the people in the audience that have never heard the gospel clearly. It's not to say they haven't been to church, but you could ask the average guy walking down the street, how do you get to heaven? And many people will say, well, if you're good, you go to heaven. If you're bad, you go to hell. They really don't know that it is the sacrifice, the blood of Jesus and the resurrection that paid the price for their sin. And they just receive that as a gift so that so that's what I want to drive home if I have that kind of an audience. If I have a group of Christian people at a retreat at a conference, then then I'm going to deliver something to them that's going to bring encouragement to them, maybe something they haven't heard or something they haven't heard in that way. They could have they could have a theme for that night. Um, I speak at a lot of fundraising events where we're raising money to help the homeless or to help foster kids, for example. And I get to share with them the, the value of service and of, of, of helping other people. And, and truly that it is better to give than to receive. It's more blessed to give than to receive and get to give examples of that. So, so really, Jim, it just depends on who I'm speaking to. So, you know, I was thinking about the fact that we are, I work for him and we're talking about the workplace. And I was thinking, you know, organizations could bring you into like, make a staff member disappear <laughs> or something yeah. like that. You know, just, I don't Can know. Can you make people you disappear? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you have to have a certain amount of equipment to do that. Or like on Zoom, making the, the boat disappear behind me. Uh, that's pretty easy to do, uh, but we just need some editing. There is some editing. <laughs> or you can move your head. Okay. That, that would work. There's there a boat just disappeared, right? There, just like that. Call me Copperfield. I didn't know that I had to. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't think so. Copperfield would have done it in while we weren't even looking. He would have done true. it. All right. So is it, I mean, so your workplace is like you have fun all the time. I mean, when you're out there talking with people and entertaining, you're having a good time, aren't you? Is that even legal to get paid for that? No. No, but you, but he likes it. But you like it yeah. anyway? Yeah. It's all under the tape. Hey, we'll be right back with more from Matt Four at Matt4.com. To tweet or not to tweet, that's always on my mind. That's why Martha handles most of the Twitter tweets and interactions. Please look for us and interact with us on Twitter at iWorkForHimRadio. That's at iWork, the number four, him, radio. So here's what I want to know. So when you're, when did you realize that you could make people laugh? Last Thursday... Really? Okay. All right. Wow. But I thought you'd been in this a while. Okay. So when did you... I worked on it all weekend. Did you? Okay. All right. So when did you really realize that the call on your life was to entertain and make people laugh? When I was a kid, you, you may find this hard to believe, but when I was a kid, I had a phobia of going to school. I was in the third grade. And I went to Y.E. Smith Elementary School in Durham, North Carolina. And I, I just didn't, didn't want to be there. I was afraid. But I was not afraid 
to get up in front of the giant fifth graders and tell jokes. Hmm. Now, there's something wrong with that. I don't know. I was not afraid. I loved being up on the stage. I can go back further than that. I remember being a little kid, maybe five years old, sitting in the back seat on my way to church and thinking that I I didn't think it was fair that the preacher got to get up and speak, and I didn't. I didn't know what he was saying. I didn't know what I was going to say, but I knew that I wanted to be up there. Give me the microphone. And so it goes way, way back. I mean, there's probably something wrong with that. But uh, my my doctor says it's perfectly normal. uh, But he just wants me to stay on the medication. That's right. (laughs) So how often in high school did this desire to entertain land you in the principal's office? Well, I didn't I didn't get into trouble really with it. But I was just a class clown. I just. It was nonstop. I had a friend. This is the greatest compliment that I ever got in the seventh grade from Scott Massengill, who wrote in my annual to a guy who would cut his head off if he thought it was funny. And I thought, thank you very much. That's just that's what I do. I mean, I made jokes all the way through the ninth grade in Spanish class. (laughs) I failed, but But I had had a a good time. time. Yeah. Yeah. I worked in retail for for a long time before I got in, got doing this full time. And my objective, I was in a jewelry store, and my objective was to make the customer laugh. I didn't care if they bought anything or not, but if if they left laughing with their money, I go. thought I had done a great job. You had done a oh. great job. We're talking to Matt Four, Christian comedian, entertainer, speaker, depending on whether you laugh or not. He just calls himself a speaker. Check him out online, mattfour.com, mattfour.com. We'll be right back with more with Matt. If I had my way on every I work for him road trip, I'd spend all my time in the passenger seat on Facebook and Instagram. But Jim insists that I drive for at least an hour every day so he can nap. Perhaps you'd like to stay connected with all that Jim and I and I work for him are up to. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest and special events, podcasts, and conversations. Just search for I work for him. That's I work the number four him. Matt, I want to know, what do you love to make fun of the most about life? (laughs) Well, here's the thing. You know, I like to make fun of me. Like when I'm on stage, I, I poke fun of my at me, but I also listen here. Here's what's a lot of fun is to take a guy on the front row, for example, who is the president. He's the CEO. He's the pastor and kind of pick on him a little bit and just pretend like he's not keeping up with the audience, slowing things down, telling him asking the person beside him to nudge him and to explain things to him. (laughs) Now, you couldn't do that to someone who really couldn't follow. But when you pick the president, everybody knows that it's just a joke, right? So we're just playing along. But that that's one of my most fun things to do. And then at the end, I'll tell people, um, I appreciate all of you that have kind of played along with me. And especially the guy over here, the president, you know, I'd say for all of you that played along and then I'll ask the guy beside him to explain that too so <laughs> so it, it's just fun to, to pick on people if they know you're just kidding 
Well, and probably all the employees always wished that they could have that kind of fun exactly. or that little, you know, humor with them. So you've you've done something they're not able to do and, that's and right. break down some barriers yeah, that way. And it, that's right. And as soon as you're off stage, it's over. Like, yes, sir, Mr. President, thank yes. you so much for having me here. Yes. <laughs> and you and can send check? that check to <laughs> yeah, have exactly. it now so you don't change your mind while you're in front of other people. I can hold you accountable. All right, that's listen, right. Christians are wound up tight. You know, there's a yeah. lot of other ways to describe that, but Christians need to laugh more, yeah. Matt. They need to laugh more. Why? Why? Why is it that Christians seem to think that laughing and losing control of oneself while laughing, crying hysterically while you're laughing, why do they why is it that Christians think that's just not what we're supposed to do? Well, I'm preaching to the choir here, mainly me, because I can see myself in the camera right there. <laughs> so I'm going to preach to me. And if anybody gets this and relates to it, that's fine. But I, but I really think, and this is why I wrote that book, Live the Happy, How to Worry Less and Laugh More. I really think that as Christians, we feel like if we let go of something, if we just let go and relax and trust God, that somehow we are not being responsible, right? I, I need to worry. I need to be upset. I can't relax because otherwise this, this is going to get out of hand. That problem is going to get out of hand. So we're just tight. We're just uptight. And um, I, 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 don't, I think Jesus was funny. We're not seeing that really in the Bible much. You made a couple of little jokes. But, but he was never uptight. He's, he just relaxed and just enjoyed every minute of life. Mm -hmm. Well, we, you know, okay, you say that. We don't really know, but we know that he hung out with 12 other guys. They often had campfires. Yeah. They were, you know, these were not... They were fishing. And these weren't guys that are wearing suits and ties. These were rough and tumble guys of the world. Matthew was a tax collector, so he was probably the highbrow guy. But, right. These these guys were probably having a pretty good time around the fire. I mean, anybody that's ever hung out with a bunch of guys around a fire knows that there's entertaining going on. That's true. That's and that, true. And they, and they were probably saying, "Hey, don't don't put that in the Bible." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Could you say that again? Could you say that again, John? Like, don't don't put that in the Bible. You know, there were there were probably a lot of things going on that that they thought were hilarious you you know they just laughed till they cried we just don't have a record of that but we we will we're gonna have to see all that stuff one day so talk to the people that are pretty stressed out right now that maybe just <laughs> haven't laughed in a while or they haven't um let go of their stresses because we've all had stresses we've had things way out of our control and i know that that leads to us being uptight and yeah. um, having a harder time letting our hair down and um, so, I have a hard time letting my hair down all the time. Yeah, he does. But so. <laughs> There's just too many jokes there, Jim. It's so easy. There's just no point in, you know, you just lobbed it over here. There's just no <laughs> point lobbed in it over so That's nicely. <laughs> so, so speak to um, our friends okay. that are watching okay. right now and just help them to, to know how they can lighten up or whatever you want to say to them. Okay. Let me, let me put it to you this way. It's Okay. <laughs> It's okay to laugh. Some people think it's not okay to laugh. I wrote a couple of articles, one for the Huffington Post, bless their hearts, and one for the Christian Leadership Alliance, where I'm talking about how laughter helps you get these um, phrases from- well, Hang on a second. You cut off right in the middle of that, where laughter helps you do what? 
laughter helps you heal. Oh. We, we have these phrases from the Bible that maybe didn't have proof back in those days that a merry heart does good like a medicine. Mm-hmm. And then thousands of years later, they find out, guess what? A merry heart really does good like a medicine. It's like a medicine. You can go to WebMD and look it up. Mm-hmm. And laughter actually produces these endorphins that, um, that, that simulate the same kind of relief you get if you go running. If you go running, you, these endorphins kick in and you, your heart rate gets up and you get a release, a natural release from running and exercise. And laughter does the same thing. So sometimes I will find something funny. I'll put on my headphones and I'll just, I'll just little, lay on the floor. I, I lay on the floor uh, with these headphones. I can't hear anything that's going on. <laughs> now, it was just a few weeks ago. My wife came downstairs next to my office and she heard me laughing. She, she, she wanted to know if I was having a Holy Spirit moment. And I said, no, <laughs> I had on my headphones. I had tears coming down my eyes from laughing. It's okay. It's actually good for you to laugh. And, and it's, a, it's like a drug, but it's legal. Mm-hmm. So you said Actually, that some states, most drugs are legal. You told us that you wrote <laughs> true, a now. comedy devotional. Now, I ran a bookstore for 10 years. I didn't have a category for comedy devotional, and I'm very intrigued by this. And it's called The Truth Shall Make You Laugh. Tell us the about truth that. shall make you laugh. Yes. It's a comedy devotional. It's like if you have comedy here and devotion here, and then we mix them together. And I don't know if that is even allowed. You probably wouldn't get find... accepted into certain churches in America. I say it's right. allowed. So, so okay. tell us how people can, well, maybe it's a great Christmas gift or can they something still get to it? start oh, yes. in the new year. So tell us how they can get a copy. Okay. The truth shall make you laugh. Um, I'm going to find out on the Judgment Day, actually, if uh, that's allowed. <laughs> yes, you, well, you can go to mat4.com okay. where we talked, and up at the top of the website, you'll see a little thing that says store. And if you click on store, there's the book. There you go. Uh, but basically, it is each one of the little stories in The Truth Shall Make You Laugh is very short, so you can read them in about two minutes. And uh, they're funny. They're little funny stories. And at the end of each one, there is a word of encouragement, um, a scripture verse, something that'll just lift your spirits. So you could read one in the morning before you go to work and just think about that all day. Excellent. All right. So you got kids? Well, I think so. Uh, I'm on the road a lot. And so... Yeah, I got four daughters. Okay, so you have four daughters, and you're mm-hmm. you got and you that mentioned your wife. A lot of material. Yeah, probably. it gives you a lot of material that you yeah. can't use at home. Uh, okay, so you have four daughters, and you're married. You got a wife. Yeah. Talk to. Do they think you're funny? Well, my wife asks me two questions almost all the time. One of them is, "When are you leaving?" Because. I'm always on the road. Of course, with, you know, things the way they're going on now, it's not as much, but they will be very, very soon. When are you leaving? And the other one is, are you trying to be funny? So (laughs) I get that all the time. She just looks at me just straight and like when I say something and it's funny, it's hilarious. But she looks right at me and says, are you 
trying to be funny? And I say, yes, I am. So that's that's the way that works here. Occasionally, I will make her laugh, but the but the kids think I'm hilarious. They do, and they're right. They're right. And they're right. And, they're, and your <laughs> yeah. grandkids one day will also think that you're hilarious. It, the, yeah. our, the wife platform, it's they're the hardest to impress. Martha says that thing to me. Are you are you trying to be funny? Did she say that too? Well, it's pretty much when it's really not a moment to be funny. (laughs) Maybe there's some marriage mentoring that needs to happen around this conversation. Maybe. Okay. So listen, Matt, my last question, because you're a comedian. You are trying to just bring truth to life through comedy people could check out at mattfor.com what problem in life do you want to solve through laughter well the problem that i want to solve is worry it it is the stress and worry thing Uh, i'm learning this more and more as i go through life and i know that laughter helps us to relax um, but it, it just helps us to tap in to to something that God gave us that I think sometimes we maybe we don't appreciate or don't feel like we should we should tap into and and laughter is just a wonderful way to kind of get a higher perspective to get away from what's bothering us and just to worry less that, that's why I call it live the happy how to worry less and that's the problem worry less yeah. and laugh more Excellent. And there's a lot of people that go to churches that if they started laughing in church, they'd get the door. The ushers would come to yeah. get the door. And that's yeah. what we need to change about Christianity. I mean, yeah. God is the one that gave us a desire to laugh. He's the one that designed the genetics of our body to re- uh, to actually be enriched through laughter. Why is it that we have to... Well, go ahead, Martha. You know, I just was going to say, I was thinking about friends I have on Facebook that I consistently see funny posts. They're the ones I want to follow. I mean, they, right. I'll read them to Jim. Like, I'll have all this other stuff, you know, go scroll, scroll, scroll. And I'm like, oh, my word, this is hilarious. Yeah. And it makes my day. And they're yeah. the ones that I like, oh, I need to say. So I just want to throw that out there. Guys, share some happy things, things that make people laugh. You know, look at things a little bit more lightheartedly because we have a lot of pressures in the world and they are yeah. real. But... We, it's how we approach them. We don't need to have a sour face. Let's have a joyful yeah. face. And yeah, I love that. You, live Sue, the we, happy. Live the happy. We, we've created a, a Facebook page. It's called uh, Funny Short Films. Okay. I think it's actually Funny Short Films Official. Okay. We make we make funny short films. Excellent. They're like anywhere from two to four minutes. And they are really, really fun to do. We're writing them all the time. And we are having a ball with funny short films so you want to laugh go to funny short films and you you funny short films official because i did funny short films official on facebook yeah i like the one where you were the marriage mm, yeah counselor i guess it was a counselor and and yes and that married couple put you in their place wow it was what a great method using well really you just use sarcasm to get them to realize how awesome (laughs) they had i'm gonna put that in the chat i loved it i loved that very very much that was great Matt, for if somebody says, you know what, I want somebody to actually entertain us and lead us into a serious discussion at a business meeting or at a church fundraiser, how do people get a hold of you? Well, I'll, I'll give you, they, they have the website, which is mattfor.com, and my contact info is there. There's actually a phone number. Can you believe that? You can call me up on the phone. Can you they text wow. you? People don't yes. call it. Can they text you? 
They can text me. Okay. Uh, let me give you that. You want that number? Sure. 828-778-8636. Yep. Excellent. That's your buddy's you phone number, isn't there. it? And also just That's your buddy's phone number. That's your buddy's phone number, isn't it? That's not your number. You're like, I'm a my <laughs> friend my Bob. Phone. My friend Bob. He yeah. he doesn't need yeah. any phone calls, so I'm going to put his phone number out here on Facebook. Yeah. I love no, that on this podcast. It's there. Yeah. All right. And Matt at Matt4.com. is Matt, just Matt at Matt4.com. That's my email address. And that's F O R E. Yeah, that's pretty yes. clever. You and must have a marketing there in person. The chat. All right, perfect. Matt Ford, thanks for being an iWork friend. Thanks for sharing the fact that it's okay to be an entertainer and run a business street entertaining people, which is really a ministry that's a business. That's what a business street is. And that that was your call, that you knew it as a five-year-old. Matt Ford, thanks for being an iWork friend. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work for for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iWorkForHim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iWorkForHim and online iWorkForHim.com. I work the number number four, him.com.